Hey guys, welcome to the You Make the Scene podcast. My name is Josh, and this is episode number 141. This week on the show, I've got an awesome conversation with Alex of the band October Ends. Uh, definitely think you guys need to have them on your radar. We talked about a lot of stuff, um, everything from kind of the redirection of the band just as COVID kind of started taking over. Um, it really kind of started just before COVID shut the world down, but we talked about, you know, kind of what that transitions look like, the, uh, growing of their sound, the evolution of their sound. We talked about bring me the horizon <laughs> for a little bit. Uh, their new album is coming out on October 28th via UNFD. It's called Phases, and we got pretty detailed about some of that as well and like the significance of the singles that they've been releasing as well as um, just kind of the general feel and hopes of this album. And I think you guys are really going to enjoy it. So really excited to bring you guys this one. Um Let's just dive into it. This is my conversation with Alex of October Ends. Awesome, man. Well, uh, to kick things off, I do start with the same boring-ass question every time. It's a yeah. simple introduction. Who are you and a little background on yourself and the, the project that we're talking about here? So I'm Alex. Uh, nice to meet you. And I am the guitarist and for October Ends. Uh, and vocalist, I do like the rap vocals that you'll hear on the record. Um, so yeah, I've been with the band for like two years now. I'm not one of the original members, um, but you know the history of the band is actually kind of long and strange. And <laughs> right. we don't like none of the members now are the original members, basically. So it's not too crazy a thing. But um, anyway, I've been in the band for you know this whole album cycle like a new album phases that's coming out at the end of the month mm -hmm. and yeah that's pretty much pretty yeah. much me i guess yeah no and I, I do think that's interesting and we don't have to get into the whole history of the band but it, it is an interesting thing like you know like you said nobody is truly an original member in in mm. the band in its current iteration um but nowadays like I think it's it's a little more accepted, you know, as members change and fans stick around, like they don't want you guys to fully rebrand either, you know, like they want that that feel that they've been with you through that whole journey. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, I, th I think so. And it does make sense in a way to me because I, I see a lot of bands do that when things change, they might rebrand or, yeah. or some bands even rebrand like slaves for example became like yeah. rain city drive and i mean i don't know what the reasons are for that i can take some guesses but um so i i actually talked to them prior to the name change and that the two big from the past uh you know uh yeah, yeah. former lead singer and whatnot uh but number two was you know they just kind of felt social pressure which i get you know, mm. the, the term slaves in the U.S. being very derogatory and right, kind of yeah. that, that pale light. Um, but it, it's also funny because, like, you know, not that I thought this is where we were going to go with any of this conversation, but, like, people got <laughs> really upset about, you know, the slave's name. But when Johnny came out with slaves, it was about being a slave to your vices and, like, a slave to your mm. own demons it had nothing to do with race or anything like that. It was more of the mental state, you know, and it's like, how are we being upset about this when he's talking about something <laughs> that everybody struggles with? Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. I, I can imagine like in the States and stuff, it's more, um, it, it, it's harder to get yeah, away with something like that. For sure. It, it's a much more sensitive subject over here. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's um, interesting. Yeah. But no, I guess, it, like with out. our bands it's kind of we've just never even though things have changed it's mainly just lineups have changed and but through that as well the music's changed a lot i think um i recently got the very first october ends album 
from Michael, the other guitarist. He had yeah. some CD copies. Like we, I don't think we have it out anywhere anymore. But um, it was really entertaining to listen to because <laughs> yeah, it's, it... it's such a different band. And I mean, I don't really like it very much, but um, it's interesting to hear where things came from and uh, how the band never rebranded. It's just been the same thing for, I think, like 10 years or something. That sounds about right. Yeah. And I, I think, you know, it's one of those things where it you guys to show kind of the maturity and the growing up and the evolution of the band itself in in the you know the member core but also just like you know we've all gotten older over the last 10 years we've all experienced different things like shit has changed so let's just evolve with it and change our sound and do what feels real to us yeah yeah that sounds about right and i do respect that in other bands that they go in different directions and sound evolves and fans get pissed off because they don't sound heavy anymore or they're doing something different but you know i i've got mad respect for that i i think it's only natural that you should evolve and you know grow or move in different directions and i think it's really cool to see when bands do that and you don't end up hearing the same record that you've heard a bunch of times right yeah no i i totally agree i think that's one of those it's a really weird thing i've talked about on the podcast before too where like you know fans will latch on to a specific era of a band um bring me the horizons the band that i always use as the example for this because every album's different yeah, but like people will it will latch on to like ammo and then be like oh what the fuck is this when they dropped the post-apocalyptic you know survival like okay but they've gotten older they're writing a new like chapter to me you know again it it all makes sense as long as you're being um authentic with it and i think you guys definitely are there's not like a a back you know backside drive of like Oh, we're just going to write this style of music because it's popular right now and this is what we're yeah. going to make money in yeah yeah that's funny and that's a really good example the bring me thing yeah because it's like <laughs> they've went in so many directions and done the same thing again and yeah yeah and there's a massive split between everything you know fans who liked them before ammo mm-hmm. and fans like afterwards uh, I, I went to see them in Malta, actually, at that festival they put on. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I spoke to a lot of people about that. And you just get people on in these two camps kind of thing. Right. But I like it all, personally. Um, yeah. But then, yeah, they had did two sets. They did a set where they played everything from, like, Sam Paternal and before. And then the normal set, which was just all the, like, the new stuff. Right. And, and there's a lot of people who only went to that festival because they were doing the throwback set yeah which is insane it's insane to me like i mean i get it like it is they've got such a strong catalog of work but at the same time like i don't know i guess maybe i'm i'm a different breed kind of sounds like you are too where like i can appreciate all the different eras that they've been through because again it's authentic and it just feels natural with their their progression it doesn't feel like they just looked at it you know ollie didn't wake up one day and he's like fuck it we're gonna write a rap album like there's a, <laughs> a method to what he's been doing yeah absolutely yeah. yeah yeah so uh bringing it back over to you guys let's talk a little bit about um you know like you said you've been in for around two years let's talk about kind of the evolution you've seen and and the internal shift if you will um mentally through the pandemic and everything to to bring us now to the um, the new album phases and kind of just this new chapter. Yeah, sure. So um, I think the band has changed a lot since me joining. Um, our last album, Zodiac, was pretty much written mostly by Michael. Um, and he's one of the older members. Yeah. Uh, and Nick came in like the Nick our singer came in kind of halfway through the album cycle of Zodiac and he did have some influence on it he wrote a few songs for it um and you can hear that he produced it as well but it's very much kind of in my eyes it's like 
the old October end sound. Right. But, I mean, it's just where we were at that time. And it, a lot of it came from Michael. He used to be, um, I mean, he still is a core songwriter of the band, but he used to have a lot more songs and it used to pretty much just be his his baby in a way. Right. Um, so now fast forward, yeah, co- during COVID, COVID was crazy. <laughs> it was crazy for me personally. And I mean, I was in an old band, another band called Alto Stratus with the bassist Drew. And it was like a instrumental, like tech proggy thing. Yeah. And then, yeah, because of COVID, it kind of put strain on that and then ended up connecting with the October Ends guys and joining. And, you know, since then, me and Nick have kind of done teamed up really well and we've been writing most of the stuff you'll hear on phases and it was just really nice because I'd never worked with somebody else who where it was so easy to like write songs together and we just had a great chemistry and you know he likes my ideas he likes his ideas we have kind of almost like a shared vision so it's quite easy to write together and write things that will complement our our ideas yeah um and i mean kind of like what you were saying about you know appreciating the evolution of like bring me for example you know right. I, I, I you know i'm like that i like a lot of music i like a lot of different styles and i'm not really a gatekeeper or anyone who <laughs> would um scrutinize many musics i mean there are some musics that i think are shit but (laughs) (laughs) but i I like a lot of stuff is what i'm trying to say and so is nick and together we were kind of trying to you know push the boat out still be a metal band still make a metal album but draw influences from different places and i don't know if it's been original it's more just kind of like the way I see it is just you're, you're mashing up these different styles that were like the best things from these different musics right. and then trying to make something new. Yeah, no, I, and I think that comes across, at least in the, the songs that I've heard, it's, and I don't mean it in a negative way, and I know you didn't either, like, it's not original in that, like, it's not this, oh my God, what the hell's happening thing, but it's this really cool blending of different genres and like incorporating you know different breakdown styles or you know the rap vocals and stuff like that like it's this thing where you know i'm 37 years old when i was growing up you pretty much liked one type of music like that's just how people were you liked alternative rock or you liked country or you liked whatever and now there's so many people that are like no like if it sounds good i i fuck with it i don't care what it is yeah man exactly yeah and i love that i really love modern music I love the music scene. I love bands that do more crossover stuff and incorporate different things. I think it's it's really cool. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, and I, I think that's the beauty of the the genre. Well, not even the genre, the industry now is that fans do seem to be more accepting of that style where it's, you know, these fusions and um, kind of incorporating the different styles. And I think especially, you know, at least here in the States anyway, it feels like the type of music that you're doing now is starting to get a lot more spotlight as well. So like, you know, from ashes to new are really starting to blow up over here, things like that, you know, versus, um, man, varsity, like they have kind of that similar style and it's something that like a lot of people are starting to look at. So it's cool that, you know, you guys are in the same kind of space because I think, potentially that area whatever genre we want to call that is poised to like really elevate in the next year or so and i think that puts you in a prime position to to capitalize on that not in the you know the dirty capitalistic way of like oh you're going to make a bunch of money (laughs) but like in the way of like you know getting that exposure to more people because the other thing i really like about you know what i've heard from you guys in that authenticity is you're you're writing songs that are like legitimately meaningful like there's deep meaning to some of the songs and some of them are more fun or whatever but like it's not just a you know a top 40 hit where we're going to talk about you know 
wet ass pussy or whatever fucking <laughs> I was just thinking about. <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> Although I'd love to write a song like that, man. I'd love to have a <laughs> wet ass pussy. That would be sick. <laughs> it, it's, it blows my mind what gets by as acceptable and like successful nowadays because like you know again i'm 37 years old if that song would have came out at the beginning of the 2000s she would have got shit on so hard like nobody would have ever oh, played yeah, that man. on the radio like and now it's like no that that's fine it, it's cool it would be like, like one of those meme songs like one yeah. of the first videos on youtube or something <laughs> yeah <laughs> it'd, be like, yeah. That? it'd be like uh oh what was her name rebecca black that friday yes. song <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh my yeah. god that's dope. about that <laughs> Yeah, yeah now I you're gonna what listen. she's up to now. Uh, I haven't checked any of it out, but apparently she still makes music, and I'm I'm not quite curious enough to go check it out yet. But mm-hmm. it blows my mind that she's still making music. Cool. Well, I know <laughs> More I'm power to her. tonight. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> go on a deep dive of Rebecca Black. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that um, sounds sick. But um, yeah. it, it's an interesting point. You know, you saying you see that style blowing up in the next year you know because I often wonder about this style because it's definitely a like a thing like a genre it's like these mm-hmm. this kind of EDM infused like poppy I don't know just it, it's taking a lot of like popular music or right. as an umbrella of like pop music and putting it in metal and and making it sound like quite modern and um the reason I find it interesting is because a lot of like the big metal bands and stuff that are doing that more modern sound, they're kind of they have loads of like legacy fans. Like right. say Ar- say Architects or Bring Me the Horizon, for example. They they were like stupid heavy bands back in the day who mm-hmm. got like big, had loads of fans, and now they already have that platform and they're going in that direction, and that's kind of like okay. But I've not really seen it any bands who started there, like right. Go going to the top, if you know what I mean. Yeah, um, I would say the the closest probably right now, at least from my point of view, is probably like I Prevail because they do a little mm-hmm. bit of that as well, you know. Um, but again, like you know, I love I Prevail. Don't get me wrong, but y'all got famous off of a fucking uh, Taylor Swift cover, so like, oh, yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> like how 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 much uh, fan base was already existing when when they popped off too, because they started out that way. But no, I I do think that there's my hope anyway, maybe that's what it is more than, than a real perception of it. But I guess my hope is that with bands like architects bring me um, even I prevail, like my hope is that their fan base starts looking at it as a legitimate genre and then starts seeking out the bands like you that are are doing it, you know, kind of from scratch that way. Yeah. Um, which will lift obviously that genre as well. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Hope so. I, I mean, I do, do think people are coming around to it. I have some friends who were like real metal core like purists. Yeah. And now they like and they really like the new architects and 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 bring me and well, yeah and um. I mean, I love that kind of music, so more power to it, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, Let's dive into a little bit about some of the tracks that you guys have already released. Um, Mm -hmm. This podcast is going to go live. Let me double check. I think it's actually this coming week. Um, Yeah, you're going to go live on the 12th, so just a couple weeks before the album actually drops. But um, Let's talk about, you know, let's start with the singles that have already been released because obviously sure. people will will know them already or hopefully will know them or can go check them out. Um, so you, at this time, correct me if I'm wrong, you have three that have been released. Is that right? Yeah, that's correct. Destroy Us All, Playtime, and then Of Stars just dropped a couple weeks ago. Yeah, that's about right. About a yeah. month ago, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so let, let's kick off with Destroy Us All. Um, that kicks off the album. I think it's a really good introduction track, too, as well, for like what this album conceptually is going to be. Yeah, it definitely. It's, um, it's one of the heavier songs that we have on the album. And uh, it was kind of inspired by like the cyberpunk video game that came out. Yeah. <laughs> 
And I mean, I never played that. I don't think any of us in the band even played it. But I, re- I remember at the time just checking out videos and I was like, holy shit, this looks amazing. The graphics are unreal and like the vibe is so cool. And then the soundtrack was really cool. And I ended up listening to like cyberpunk radio on Spotify and YouTube mm-hmm. and stuff. And there's loads of these really dirty industrial EDM songs that yeah. sound awesome, man. And I'd never heard that sound before. So, yeah, we were kind of inspired to put that in a metal track because we were like, oh, yeah, if you put that before a breakdown, that would be killer. Right. Um, so yeah, I mean, there's meaning in there and then the lyrics and stuff as well. It's kind of a bit about our frustrations during like COVID and lockdown. That's when it was written. Um, but, yeah, it's definitely a, a good song to start the album, I think. I, yeah. I wouldn't necessarily say it sets the tone for the album, but um, it—I don't know. It's a good, it's a good introduction, and yeah, there's I, a few songs like that in that you'll hear on the album that have that kind of cyberpunky, synthy, industrial right. sound. Like that's our heavy sound, or we go heavy. Like that's kind of the, the album's heavy sound. Yeah. Yeah, I think from for what I was intending on like sets the tone, like the energy level, you know, it, yeah. it may not be the sound across the entire album, but it, it definitely sets the bar for the energy level that you guys are bringing um, within this album. Oh, de- yeah, definitely. I agree to that for sure. Yeah. Um, let's talk about let's go with uh, Playtime next. We'll do Of Star or yeah, Of Stars last. Um, so Playtime, again, just another really so when bands pick singles it's always really interesting to see you know like why is this a single things like that but i think you guys nailed it on this with like the the three that you've picked so far pre you know album dropping are in such a fantastic like order and vein of you're gonna get a sample of everything and you have no idea what's going to come next. You know what I mean? Like, cause it, it's not mm. something you expect. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It it definitely isn't something you expect. And some of that was on purpose that we would have a destroy us all as a single. Cause it's, it's closer to what we've done in the past. And, mm-hmm. but then playtime. Yeah. It's kind of, it's quite different. I mean, it is heavy. Right. And, and um, it's really cool. And I love like the trap sound. That's kind of something we've been leaning into more. And like, I love that the dark trap sounds for like verses, especially. It's, it's super cool. Um, but yeah, it, in regards to kind of what we chose, it's interesting because it isn't just us, the band that decides. There's right. like that the label or management and at least for me and most of the band we're quite like chill and we liked <laughs> pretty much all of the songs that we had right. for the album so we kind of just let the <laughs> in a way let the <laughs> label and management lead the way on what we were going to use right um but i think it's turned out really good because we've got like these singles that kind of hint to what the album's going to contain and they are very different and they're quite um what's the word yeah they're quite diverse and show off what the album's kind of going to be about yeah yeah for sure and you know i i was going to touch on the label um in a little bit anyway but we can jump into it a little bit here uh unfd is an incredible label um and i i think you know to your point with a, a lot of like casual listeners probably don't realize like what goes into selecting a single and who has say and things like that. But it, I find it interesting, but also like it makes a ton of sense that you say you guys are laid back. So you kind of let them make some of those calls because UNFD like has been on the, the fucking forefront of music for so long with bands like Era, Hollow Front, Banks Arcade, you know what I mean? So like yeah. they've got so many unique bands and they've done so well with, you know, their their singles or even just their album cycles and whatnot that I think it's 
I don't want to say it's like a, I don't want it to sound like I'm saying that it was the lazy way out, but I think it was the smart way out to let them kind of have a lot of that say, because they've seen, they've got that track record. They know what's going to potentially pop off really well. Um, and, you know, they're, they're one of those uh, labels that I personally, you know, most of their rosters fucking incredible. Honestly, yeah. all the roster is incredible. I just don't listen to the whole roster. Uh, <laughs> but no, like, I think the thing with them for me is that they they don't fucking handcuff any of their artists. Like, you guys can come to them and be like, hey, we've got this idea. And they're probably going to say, okay, we'll test it out. We'll see if that works. If not, you know, or maybe help guide you back within a little bit. But they don't go, no, your next album is a country album, period. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, they're, they're totally like that. And they've given given us a lot of freedom on this album, even down to like the videos. You know, we um, uh, uh, maybe you're aware already, but yeah, we do the, all the videos ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't have any other external video directors or editors like Nick pretty much directs and edits the videos. And then we kind of organize the shoots and do the production ourselves. Um, and when we wanted to do this from the start, <laughs> yeah, and yeah, we definitely got a bit of pushback from the label, um, but not not that much. They were kind of chill about it, and then once they seen that playtime turned out real nice, they were just like super happy for us to do that. But I mean, they didn't have to let us do that in the first place, so it's really cool that they did that, and yeah, it's worked out pretty good for us. Yeah, for sure. And I I think, you know, obviously some of that reservation on the label side comes from the fact that they have so many artists and they they know so many connections within the industry as far as like, you know, different directors or whatever. So Mm -hmm. there's that a little bit of like almost apprehension because it's like, but but we have these really dope people that we know that can definitely do it. We've seen them do it. But at the same time, like we want you guys to feel empowered and we trust that you have a vision and that, that you're going to execute. Yeah, exactly. And then it's kind of, a, it comes down to like finances as well in a way, because right. we don't have to pay a director. Yeah. So we've got the budget to spend on like just cool shit for the videos, like yeah. playtime. We hired like a really nice mansion for it and we got all these custom masks made and stuff and you know we probably wouldn't have been able to do that if we went with um another guy yeah yeah for sure and i i think that's another thing that you know i've talked about on the podcast before but again casual fans don't realize that you know just because you're signed to a label that's not free money you know so taking yeah. to that consideration as well like the budget side of it going well if we you know, hire out and, and use one of these incredible directors, that's that much more money that we owe back to the label for putting out a music video, or we can do it for, you know, 60% of the cost and we'll still do something dope, but now we can do full creative control. Yeah, exactly that. Yeah. Um, bounce back to, now that we've you know talked up Sorry, the label, yeah. no, 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 it, it, totally <laughs> fine. <sidetrack> there. <laughs> yeah, it, it's totally fine. It's my fault. Um, <laughs> but um, let's dive back to uh, of stars. So you know, yeah. again, the the most recent uh, release for the single um, or for the album, and then the album is going to be coming out here in a couple weeks. Um, talk a little bit about kind of the story of of stars because there's so much this is one of those songs i said earlier you guys have depth and meaning to a lot of your music this is one of those that feels like there's a story and you don't have to get into all the you know nitty-gritty details or whatever but there's like this story that's trying to be told with of stars yeah absolutely um i honestly don't know exactly what it is <laughs> but um I do know that you know Nick kind of started this Nick started this one and you know there's the lyrics at the start you want to win without trying um you, I know too well when you're lying all that stuff mm-hmm. and that's from like a relationship he has and um and it just kind of follows 
the path of in this it tells the story of you know having dysfunctional like relationships really and it's cool because we've all been through that in the band and we chipped in in a bit of lyrics here and there yeah. on that because we can say something about it it's kind of like a shared story uh, some of the more specific things are like Nick's story but there there's other parts that are, are, are more shared and um and yeah it's it's I like the songs like that where they're quite personal and right. they're probably relatable as well because I mean there's I bet tons of people have been through fucked up relationships like we don't live in like a fairy tale land right. where it all works out so <laughs> yeah yeah no I I totally agree with you and I I think that's one of the reasons again that you guys are kind of in this this position that you know as the exposure comes I think the fan base is going to build and and stick with you because it is so relatable and it is one of those things where like you know obviously we don't wish those shitty relationships on anybody but hopefully if they've been through one or are going through one like they'll catch this song and it'll you know give them that feeling of like fuck I'm not alone you know other people have made it through this I can get through this as well yeah absolutely and I mean for me I love sad music and yeah because it's kind of like um it's like therapy for me Mm -hmm. and if if something is the topic say there's a song that kind of just hits a nerve with you and it's like holy shit that's my situation and it sucks yeah or and um just diving into it and getting caught up in the emotion of it all is kind of helps me process things and you know I come out the other end of it feeling like relieved, like a weight's been lifted. And yeah, I'd like to think people can use it in that way. It's like, a, it's a tool in a way. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. And, you know, even when I was younger, I did the the same thing and I had an, an aunt, have an aunt that used to say like, she'd hear my music and it wasn't her style at all, obviously, yeah. <laughs> but you know, she'd hear my music and she's like, you know, all the music you, you listen to is like about these people that want to kill themselves and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, that's because you don't get the, un- the full meaning of it. Like you're, you've not experienced these things like this type of music, whether it's, you know, metalcore, pop punk, emo, whatever, like these are real stories that these people are telling. And there are, thousands or millions of people that have been through something similar and like the thing that i i love so much about it is yeah maybe it's sad maybe it's you know uh, kind of morbid or whatever lyrically sometimes but at the end of the day that person's still alive and still telling their story like that's super fucking empowering for someone that's going through it to say like you know what they got through this i can get through this too yeah yeah absolutely yeah it is it is a really cool thing and i can't, i think there's a statistic on like top 40 songs or something like that and about the topics whether they're about something meaningful and like sad right or, or whether they're just about something dumb like wet ass pussy or something like that and yeah. <laughs> it's like 80 percent or something crazy maybe it's not that but there's a majority basically people resonate with uh like morbid or like sad songs where it's dealing with some kind of darker subject matter where right. it, it it's where it's not like everything's okay and it makes sense because like you say it's it's empowering it's it's useful you know it's useful to listen to that um, yeah. for you yeah i i totally agree and you know like it may sound cheesy but you know maybe somebody will listen to a song and and hear those lyrics and be like, that's my exact situation. And then a conversation's going to happen and they're going to feel that song come up in them again and be like, you know what they, in the song, they stood up to their, their toxic, you know, spouse or whatever. And this is what they did. Like, you know, obviously we don't want anybody like physically violent and killing anybody, but at the same time, like it's okay to protect yourself and your emotions. And I think that's to your point about, music kind of being that therapy that's the overarching message in a lot of those songs is like shit sucks but you can survive this you can get through this and you know it's yeah. okay to be yourself and protect yourself yeah for sure yeah that got really deep uh <laughs> <laughs> <It did. laughs> 
<laughs> I'm um, glad to hear you kind of got that message from Upstars. Yeah. Because, you know, I, I don't know how, I mean, it's quite fresh. I, that's the first kind of response like that I've heard to Upstars. So yeah. it, it, it's cool. Yeah. Hopefully, it, hopefully it's hitting, you know, a lot of fans that way too, because I think it is a, a really powerful message and, and hopefully um, empowers a lot of people to, to kind of, you know, again, we're not saying like evaluate all your relationships and cut ties or whatever, but like, if you're in a shitty situation, like, you know, maybe you need to evaluate it is, does the good outweigh the bad or is yeah. it time to find a way out? And I think that's a, a powerful thing. Um, so albums getting ready to come out. Like I said, it's going to be about two weeks after this goes up. Um, something I really, really like doing when somebody has a new body of work coming out, uh, mm -hmm. is a two part question that I'm going to make you pick. And it's always fucking difficult for people. So number mm. one is what song do you think people are going to gravitate to? And then the flip side of that is what song do you want them to gravitate to? Mm. good question <laughs> i think i've got this i think i've got this all right let's hear it um i'm sure i'm wrong though but uh <laughs> so the first part what song do i think people will gravitate towards there is a song what called one more round mm -hmm. and that is one of the heaviest songs on the album it's like really heavy groovy kind of has that industrial sound to it as well and it was actually inspired by squid game actually and it's a kind of about that yeah the, the, the feeling of you know playing a game and not being able to get ahead and you've got you have all these struggles in life and you would do anything to just like you know maybe have some more money not be in debt right um and i don't know i just uh maybe i'm gauging things wrong but i just have a feeling that song will be popular and especially and i think it will go really down really well live as well that's kind of part of the my my reasoning behind that too um but the song i want people to be drawn to is hero and this is one of my favorite songs on the album it's almost like a pop punk kind of vibe to it it's like a, it's a rock song really and it's got an amazing like mega chorus that like nick is singing uh it's got these really cool kind of 80s analog stranger things sounding synths in it yeah and i just think it's a really good song and i would love if people were into that because it also opens up our options for like directions for right. our new music right. <laughs> so if people really dig that then we can get away with more shit <laughs> yeah yeah but I, I think that just you know we kind of touched on that earlier but i do think that that's a really good example of like you have to kind of test the bounds of of what your fan base is willing to accept to know like you know even if it's authentic and you guys do switch it up tomorrow and you're like you know what the next album is purely a pop punk album we don't give a fuck like, yeah. okay, you can do that, but are you going to alienate a lot of people? Um, whereas, you know, doing it in this method where like you guys, I wouldn't say it's like fully intentional in the sense of like, I'm sure you didn't sit down and say, we're going to write a metalcore song. We're going to write a pop punk song. We're going to write this. Like it just kind of evolves, but it, you know, based on the number of streams and the reactions and stuff, you can go, Hey, you know what? that did really well. So let's, let's venture over there a little bit and just see like, you know, maybe, maybe the next album has two of those songs because we're in, you know, hopefully not in shitty relationships, but that's easy for pop punk. So, you know, yeah. in, in a shitty relationship <laughs> and, and need to do something with that. Um, but no, I think, I think those are both really good choices. Um, and I think, you know, it's one of those things, like you said, we'll see, you know, if you read it right, based on the number of streams and everything like yeah. that. Um, for you guys, I, I guess I'm not super familiar currently. What What's the state of like COVID restrictions and stuff like that as far as like playing live shows and, and things like that in your your area? Is it oh, loosened so up quite a bit? 
Yeah, it's loosened up. It's pretty much like COVID's forgotten now. Okay. Which yeah. is, is super nice for, for living. Yeah. Not so, nice for my grandma, but yeah. <laughs> right, right. So um, what does that mean? You know, whatever you're allowed to announce. Don't want to get you in trouble with the label or anything. But what does that mean for the the future? You know, the album drops. Are you guys planning any shows around, you know, post-release? Like kind of what's the remainder of 2022 look like? Well, yeah, I don't have anything to announce currently, but yeah, that's our plan to just get out on the road and play all these songs, man. At the minute, we've got just got our album release show, which is the same day as the album release here in our hometown, Newcastle. So it'll be like a Halloween album launch party thing. Should be really fun. Yeah, that could be cool. Yeah, and then beyond that, yeah, we just want to hit the road as much as possible um nothing to announce right now but yeah yeah watch out but uh mainly kind of you know we've got our eyes on like the uk and europe yeah we'd love to come over love to come stateside at some point but i'm not i'm not sure when that'll happen no and i i totally get that and i actually just had an artist on not too long ago from australia and we were talking about you know the the thing that fans don't really realize is how fucking expensive it is to travel overseas like it's not just like a vacation you buy a fucking plane ticket and you're good like you guys have to do fucking work visas for a certain amount of time and then you have to ship all your fucking gear like it is a fucking big bill to get over the the seas to play shows for 30 days or whatever yeah man it's it's hard and i think it's harder than ever now i mean here in uk it sucks because you know we had brexit we left the eu and now even just going to europe is a nightmare yeah i don't know loads of bands go through it i seen like it was recently that north lane pulled out of their us tour wasn't it because mm-hmm. of visas and i think they'd been doing everything right with like the embassy in australia but it just never got sorted. So yeah. it didn't go. Yeah. No, and that that's the crazy thing is, you know, it it all varies. I don't know all the rules on it, obviously, but like it varies depending on, like there's an application if you're only going to be over here for 30 days, but there's a different application if it's going to be 60 days or whatever, you know what right. I mean? Like there's, there's time yeah. windows. So like, you have to look at the tour mapping and stuff and go, okay, are we putting in the right application? Is this the right thing? And obviously the label can help with a lot of that because they've done it for so long as well. But, um, you know, it's, it's one of those things that I say it, especially now post COVID that if your favorite band is a foreign band, especially if they're a foreign band, I should say, and you have the opportunity to see them in your area, fucking go because it took a lot of work for them to get there yeah it's a really good way to look at it because they did (laughs) yeah you should totally do that yeah but it just it's so frustrating when you know i i literally just saw somebody post this the other day um yours truly i think it was for the yours Mm -hmm. truly show somebody had posted though that i'll catch them on the next run and i'm like man they haven't been here for three fucking years because of covid and it cost you know stupid amount of money to come over from Australia. Like who knows when the next run is, it's not the same as like you guys playing a UK show. Like, okay, cool. I can catch them on the next one. But if you come over to the States, it's like, you know what? It's worth that three hour drive because I may not catch them for two more years before they come back. Exactly. Exactly. And I've been stung with that before. Cause <laughs> I remember when I was a, a teenager, I loved like pendulum. Mm-hmm. Uh, and i had a ticket to see them but i didn't go because it was in another city and i didn't have anyone want to go with me so i didn't go and then they like split up yeah and that sucked yeah. but <laughs> but i did get to see them uh a couple months ago actually because they're doing stuff again and right. i didn't even know they were playing i was at the festival over here and they were like the secret band so finally got that back but i was 
devastated about that for years. <laughs> but and that's the thing, like you got lucky to see them again, or oh, yeah. you know, to get the opportunity to see them again. There's so many bands that you know when they oh we're just going on hiatus but it's a true breakup or again you know like there's just so many opportunities going overseas that it's like it may be hard to get you guys here the first time why would i blow the chance to see you the this time and hope that you get back you know like who knows god forbid anything serious happens but even just from a travel standpoint who knows when you're going to be back yeah exactly so many things and then, you know, I've been thinking about that a lot recently, actually, and like set lists, because, mm-hmm. you know, there's some bands that I used to love, but I'm not, I don't dig the new albums as much. And I right. kind of regret not seeing them back then, because I'm never, ever going to get to see a set, which is like those songs again, because yeah. they're forever kind of in the new album cycles. And I don't know, I've been thinking about that a lot. So if there's a band now that I really dig what they're doing, I'm just going to go and see them as much as possible. Like North Lane's new album is is like my favorite album of the year. I, I think it's so amazing. Good. Yeah, it is so good. And they're like doing their own thing and it sounds fucking awesome. So I'm, I've got tickets to see them already next year but i'm thinking about going to see them again in, in like germany too because <laughs> yeah. i love it so much yeah no and that that's the thing like i think you know i don't want to put anybody down like from a casual fan or whatever like but there are bands that i have done that that exact same thing you know i live in indiana in the states and i'll travel to like ohio michigan illinois like i i will go like a six to eight hour window around me if if that's the closest that they get but it's the first time they've been here and you know a year or whatever like i'm gonna figure out a fucking way to go now because i'm the same way like i don't i don't want to be like ah give it six more months they'll they'll do a midwest tour maybe they <laughs> won't you know who knows yeah man yeah respect that though it's cool traveling yeah. for gigs and yeah it is a commitment but it, it's worth it 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 really is. And, you know, not to sound cheesy, but let's be honest, there's nothing better than live music. You know what I mean? Like I've, I can think yeah. of everything else I've done in my life. And I'm like, you know what? Never as happy as I am when I'm at a show. You know what I mean? Like, it's just a different energy. Yeah, totally, man. Like nothing else really matters. You're in that moment at the time. And yeah, it's, it, it's fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah, it really is. Um, so let's let's do this hypothetical as we kind of come to the, the wrap-up point here. Since you don't have anything uh, specific to announce yet as far as tours, in a perfect world for you, what would that tour package look like if you were to set out in, let's say, 2023, you get to go out on tour? What does that tour package look like for you? Good question. <laughs> North Lane's got to be on there, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure, man. Like, I want to, yeah, I'd love to be playing with North Lane, absolutely. Just and getting to go to some new cities. I mean, I'd love to do, I've never done an EU run before, so even just doing that, yeah, I, I, I would love it. And, um, I mean, there is a bill that, um, that Europe tour, the North Lane one I was telling you about, is like mm-hmm. Architects, North Lane, Sleep Token. Yeah, that'd be and a dude, tour right there. <laughs> yeah, man. That's my dream tour. I want us to be on that tour. Yeah. Yeah. Just open up for that and then be able to watch it every night of that tour. Perfect. Fuck yeah. Perfect. Uh, perfection. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, man. Um, obviously I'll link all the socials and stuff, but where can people find you guys online? What's the best way to interact with y'all? Um, we're quite active on like Instagram, TikTok, um, and Facebook really, but I'd say Instagram is the best place to kind of reach us. Uh, I, I'm checking like the socials and, and messages and stuff most days. So, you know, feel free to even shoot a message if you like, and I'll, I'll probably reply. Awesome. Awesome. Um, that's everything I've got for you on, on this one. I'm sure we're going to have more talks in the future, um, especially, you know, when you come to the States, I'm manifesting it now. When you come to the States, I will see you and we'll 
hang out and, and do another episode live and in person. Um, yeah, man. But yeah, no, loving what you guys are doing. Really dig this new sound, the evolution and everything. Um, so, you know, I'll be posting about you guys as much as I can and hopefully bring in some ears for you. Oh, brilliant. Thanks a lot for that. Really yeah. appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely, man. I appreciate your time. Uh, you know, it's around midnight for you, right? So uh, uh, coming up. Yeah. yeah, it's all good. It's <laughs> oh. all good. It's a pleasure, man. Yeah, absolutely, man. We'll talk soon. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Take care, Josh. You too. Bye. See you. And that was my conversation with Alex of October Ends. Um, huge shout out to him again for taking the time to do that. Um, have that conversation with me, especially with the time zone difference. Um, you know, him doing it at uh, damn near midnight uh, for us wrapping up is awesome of him and really appreciate it. Um, so, yeah, definitely want you guys to go check out the new album uh, coming out in just a couple weeks. It's going to be dropping on October the 28th via UNFD. Uh, that album is called Phases. So be sure you go check it out, pre-order it, pre-save it, things like that on any streaming platform that you're on. Um, as always, we'll have the social medias and everything linked in the description of this podcast. So jump over, check them out, give them a follow, let them know that you listened, that you enjoyed the episode, that you want more episodes, whatever the case may be. Um, and yeah, just generally give a fuck about music and good music and do all the free shit to support bands like streaming or sharing and liking posts and things like that. All of that helps the algorithms, uh, gets them more visibility and allows them more opportunities. You can also obviously find us on Facebook, Instagram, uh, I have a Twitter, but I don't use it. Uh, doing a little bit of stuff on TikTok. Go give us a follow. Same thing for us. Any time that you can like, share, subscribe. Uh, generally boost the post, if you will, whether that's through comments or whatever. All of that fixes our algorithm as well, um, or, you know, modifies our algorithm and gives us more visibility so we can bring you cooler and cooler shit. I do have several artists lined up that are super dope and I think you guys are really going to enjoy. So be sure that you are subscribed to the podcast. Be sure that you subscribe to Musicians for Mental Health. Going to have a couple new episodes up over there relatively soon. And... Yeah, um, the YouTube channel, be sure that you're over on YouTube, subscribed uh, to the channel, and we're going to be releasing more and more of these interviews, uh, these conversations as YouTube videos as well. I think that's everything I've got for you guys on this episode. So, as always, remember, take care of yourselves, take care of each other. And you make the scene.